This is the Jewish Party Maven podcast. Today, our word of the week is chuppah. In every Jewish wedding, the couple stands under a canopy for the ceremony, and that canopy is called the chuppah. Stay tuned to learn all about it. And congratulations, you'll be one word closer to booking more Jewish clients. I'm your host, Pat Blackwell. As a Catholic farm girl in Minnesota, I'm sure never, ever expected to be the Jewish party maven. But 4,400 parties and 26 years later, I am indeed an expert at Jewish parties. I am fiercely committed to helping the best wedding vendors book more parties in this amazing, lucrative, and incredibly loyal Jewish market. Let's go! If you are a party planner or a DJ or a photographer or a caterer who works at Jewish weddings or someone who wants to work at these lucrative events, then this podcast is for you. In America, there are nearly 7 million Jewish people. That's about 48,000 weddings each year. With COVID, likely there will be even more than that 48,000 in 2021. Do you want to be part of that business? Then you're in the right place. Last week, we talked about the fact that the Jewish community is an incredibly loyal and tight-knit group and that referrals are gold. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. You're proving that you're one of the vendors who keep on learning, keep getting better, keep earning the trust of our clients. Here's a quote that I like. It's by Les Brown, a former politician, but we won't hold that against him. He says, accept responsibility for your life. Know that it is you who will get you where you want to go, no one else. By showing up, you are accepting responsibility for your life and your business. Glad you're here. I know I said it before, but some of the vendors are not going to make it through COVID. Just by tuning in today, you've proven that you are committed to learning and growing your business. Well done. Over the last 26 years, my team of awesome red coat ladies have managed over 1,200 weddings and 3,200 bar and bat mitzvahs in the Detroit area. As a red coat lady, I spend a huge amount of time teaching vendors like you how to understand the customs so important in their ceremonies. Clients are always asking me about the best vendors. That could be you. I'm creating a course to help you understand these sometimes mystifying customs and traditions. It will be out in February. This course can help you sound professional with the confidence to know you are giving your clients good advice, capturing all the right moments, pronouncing the words correctly, and taking great care of your wonderful Jewish clients. If you could wave a magic wand and book more Jewish parties in the next few years, would that be something you'd be interested in? Then stick around. I'm here to help. Toward the end of this podcast, I'll talk about how to get you on the Jewish Party Maven certified vendor list. Cha-ching! Let's get into this week's episode. Jewish people live in nearly every country in the world and speak many languages, but Hebrew is central to Judaism. Yiddish terms are often used too, and that's where some of the confusion comes in. Yiddish is a spoken but not a written language. That might explain why there are several correct spellings for most Yiddish words. Every week, I want to help you understand one word used at these amazing weddings. We'll do this the Jewish party maven way. One, we'll say it. Two, we'll see it. And three, we'll save it in your brain by using it. This week's word is chuppah. It's spelled C H 
U-P-P-A-H. Nah, maybe. Lots of people spell it other ways. But I'm going to spell it C for Charlie, H for Harold, U for under, P for paid, P for paid, A for Adam, and H for Harold. Some people spell it without the C. Some people spell it without that second H. It all works. Step one. Say it with me. Hoppa. Shout it out. Hoppa. Some people say hoppa. Do you know what a hoppa is? My son thought it might be what the Greek waiter shouts as he lights the bride's veil on fire. <laughs> well, not quite, but here's what it really is. In every Jewish wedding, the couple stands under a canopy for the ceremony, and that canopy is called the hoppa. Step two, let's see it. Have you ever played those memory games where you visualize something so that you can remember it later? Visualization can be useful in remembering almost anything. It goes like this. Clear your mind. Okay, now picture in your mind the munchkins from The Wizard of Oz. There are four munchkins forming a square. Each one is holding one of the four posts of the huppa. As they march toward the rabbi, they chant, Huppa, 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 huppa. They march down the aisle and put the huppa in place, ready for the ceremony. Now we're ready for a wedding. Next time you are at a Jewish wedding ceremony, look at that canopy and think of those marchers shouting, Hoppa, Hoppa, and you'll remember the name. Don't worry, don't worry. We got a freebie to help you remember this week's word and more. Check out the show notes to get my powerful cheat sheet, the Jewish party maven's 12 Jewish words the best vendors know. Let's do number three. We said, See it, say it, now save it. Save it in your brain by using it. A chuppah is the canopy the couple stands under for the ceremony. The only people who have to be under the chuppah are the two people getting married. Often the rabbi and the couple's parents also stand under the chuppah. Depends on the space available and the situation. It's a big honor to stand under the chuppah and something parents often look forward to. I have never met a Jewish mother who did not plan to be under the huppa for her child's wedding. Sometimes a huppa is on a raised platform. Mostly that's just so they can see better. Sometimes it's just so it looks better. There's no rabbinical reason for that, no Jewish reason for that. It's just about what you like. A typical huppa is made of four wooden poles with cloth on top. A huppa is often set up by the florist in advance of the wedding, and it can be very elaborate. Or it can be very simple. Four poles with a cloth, often a talit on the top. It can be marched in as part of the ceremony, or it can be in place hours before the ceremony. The chuppah is a symbol of the couple's new home. The chuppah is open on all sides to symbolize that visitors are welcome. The word chuppah means covering or protection, and it literally, literally offers the couple a covering for their ceremony. The top of the chuppah can be any cloth. It's often some family heirloom. Some people use their mother's wedding veils or their dresses or some other heirloom. Because any fabric works, it's a place where you can show some diversity with a Scottish tartan or an African textile or an Indian sari. Some couples put photos of their ancestors on the fabric of their huppa. Poles can be wood, they can be branches, they can be carved, they can be painted wood, they can have ribbons or greenery. I've had couples create a beautiful wooden huppa that they put in their backyard after the ceremony. Sometimes there's a family, a canopy embroidered by an ancestor used as the top of the huppah for everyone in that whole family. 
The huppa is a place to be creative and show your individualism. Some people use the word huppa as they use ceremony. For example, they might ask, when is the huppa? What they're really asking is, what time does the ceremony begin? This is especially common in Orthodox ceremonies, which start with greeting the bride and groom about an hour prior to the actual huppa ceremony. I once had a couple had a very elaborate, beautifully decorated huppa. The florist had set it up hours before the ceremony. It was spectacular. For several hours, the wedding party ran around Detroit taking cool photos. When the wedding party finally arrived on site, they were taking more cool photos on the stairs and up on the roof. Family photos were then on the stairs. There were no photos of the chuppah until during the ceremony. Immediately after the ceremony, the room was flipped and turned into the dining room. The chuppah was removed. This photographer had absolutely no idea how she wronged her client by not capturing the beauty of the chuppah top their now deceased grandmother had embroidered for the wedding. If that photographer had just taken the time to understand some basic Jewish traditions and what was important to their client, she would have been much more successful in her business. This is my third podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your tuning in. This is all about growing your business. People want to work with vendors they know, like, and trust. I am fiercely committed to helping these best vendors learn, earn, and grow their business. I'll be here every week to help you learn Jewish traditions and customs. This should help you earn the trust and confidence of your clients and grow your business. Do you have a fun story to share? I'd love to hear it. This is all about how we can help each other better serve our Jewish clients. Are there some specific words or customs you don't understand in the Jewish party world? We made a cheat sheet of the 12 Jewish words that all the best vendors know. If you'd like it, just click on the link in the show notes or go to jewishpartymaven.com. All right, let's wrap this up. Get your freebie, download the powerful cheat sheet, click on the link in the show notes, or go to jewishpartymaven.com. If you'd like to learn more, follow me on Facebook or Insta at jewishpartymaven, or send me an email to pat at jewishpartymaven.com. I know it's complicated, right? Hope you'll join me next week and every week right here at the Book More Jewish Weddings with Pat Blackwell podcast. I really appreciate your thoughts and your feedback about the show. I'm learning lots about how podcasting works. And I've learned already that reviews are like gold. So all you rock stars, please leave me a review. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot again. I promised to tell you about how to get on the Jewish Party Maven certified vendor list. As usual, go to my website, jewishpartymaven.com. Click on the link for certified vendors. Trying to make it easy for you. Join me next week when you learn all about the Talit. You'll be one word closer to booking your next Jewish party. Cha-ching! Thanks for listening. Bye for now.